And now it's time for Dave's Disney View Podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle Tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. But he understands its place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. So come along and take a listen to Dave's thoughts about the Walt Disney World Resorts and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hello, my Disney friends. It's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm going to head over to the Magic Kingdom with my new... Remember, I got this in the... Uh, oh, there's the, there's the train. Uh, remember, I got uh, my Magic Band in the mail. And uh, I haven't used it yet, so I'm going to use it for the first time today. So I want you to check it out with me and see how it goes. Now, I went online, and I booked a couple of Fast Pass experiences. So hopefully those will work out, and I'll be able to uh, use them. Um, it was interesting to try and get them set up, I have to say. Uh, there was, for the most part, it was pretty easy. It was just... I was only going to be here for part of the day, so I was trying to set up how much time I had and what I wanted to use, my FastPass experiences for, and so forth. So it was an interesting sort of thing I had to do to kind of put it together. And I had to select a couple and then change them. They were easy enough to change, but I had to go through and change them and uh, reset them because they weren't quite what I wanted them to be, and I had to go and make some adjustments along the way. But when I did, it was fine. Um, So now I have a couple of FastPasses set up, and uh, we'll see how it works out. Now, I have the Magic Band on my wrist. And I don't like it. I don't wear a watch, so it's really kind of uncomfortable for me. It's, I keep shaking my arm because it's annoying me. And it's a little warm today, so it's sweating a little bit, and it's just not comfortable. Maybe I'll get used to it. I'm not sure, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, it might work out just fine, and I might enjoy it. But I guess I'll find out as the uh, day goes on. So come along. We're going to take a ride over, and we'll head over to the Magic Kingdom and get started. So as far as making the FastPass Plus selections online, I went to the uh, application online. Uh, at uh, mydisneyexperience.com, and it was fine. You know, everything was easy, it was fairly straightforward, and it really wasn't complicated to do it. The challenge I had was, uh, I'm a day guest, and I didn't know what day I was coming until a couple of days before, so I couldn't really book any FastPass ex- Plus experiences well in advance. So it was really kind of challenging because there wasn't a lot of stuff open at the times that I was looking for, so I had to kind of really manipulate the system to kind of take and choose and pick and bring and add and delete and whatever to make sure that I got what I wanted. So, and traveling this time as a party of one, it wasn't so hard, but I can imagine uh, traveling with more people, it might be a little bit harder to try and pick and choose a few experiences that would really work. Comes the monorail overhead. Hard not to enjoy that, I'm just such a monorail fan. Okay, I admit it's a little surprising to see the holiday decorations up already. It's only early November, but I understand they put them up right after Halloween, so it's just a little strange to see them up right now.
right, we'll try the magic band and see how it works. Let's give it a shot. How are you? Doing well. How's it going? Can't complain. complain. The weather's getting nicer again, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> it, it's not as hot as it was earlier. Yeah, exactly, right? Thanks. Or even freezing like last week. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's getting better. <laughs> well, that was relatively painless to get through there. I just put my Mickey up, up to the Mickey. It spun, and it let me right in. No issues. So that was good. That part works pretty well. All right, because I wasn't able to pick some fast pass experiences, I'm going to do some stuff in the standby line. I tried to pick and choose a few things that I could do. Uh, so we'll do some stuff in standby. So let's head over there and start getting some stuff done. Let's see what I can do today. I love seeing surprises like that, like the band on Main Street. You know, you get a chance to hear something, and it's just fun, and it's unexpected, and it just keeps it entertaining and keeps it moving, and there's something really special about that, and you got to love it. first attraction I've decided to check out, and not having a um, fast pass for it, is the Haunted Mansion. And it said the wait time was 40 minutes, and sure enough, the wait time was 40 minutes, which is kind of unusual, because before Fast Pass Plus, the wait time was always about 15 to 20. But anyway, here we are. I'm going to take a ride on the Haunted Mansion and check it out, and uh, have a little fun there. Uh, interesting how things change when you, put the, uh, when you put the different Fast Pass Plus things in place. But that's fine. I didn't mind waiting a little bit to, uh, to be able to ride on the Haunted Mansion. One. How many? So the bottleneck would appear to be where the Fast Pass Plus and the other people come together. 
the standby queue come together because they still have to manage it kind of manually. So that's my take on it. Quickly, buddies! You have no time for clearance. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the haunted mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. forward, <laughs> The tour begins here in this gallery, here where you see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Drag the cadaverous bodies away from the walls and into the dead. Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination? Hmm? And consider this dismaying observation. This chamber has no windows and no doors. <laughs> Which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs> of course, there's always my way. Prematurely. The real chills come later. No, as they say, and we'll continue our little truth. And let's all stay together.
Now I will raise the safety bar, and the ghost will follow you home. <laughs> Alright, so next up I have a fast pass for the Jungle Cruise, so I'm going to head over there and get on the Jungle Cruise and let's see where it takes me. Because you never know, it could take me to someplace different this time. So let's see how the fast pass works out on this. Instead of getting in the Fast Pass Plus line, I got in the Make a Fast Pass Reservation line. Oops. Good, you're having fun? I am. You look like you're having fun. Are you guys having fun? Oh, yeah. Awesome. What's been your favorite thing today? Right here, right now. Right here, right now? You know it. Oh, my gosh. This is awesome. <laughs> this is great. I'm sorry. This is his favorite part of today. Right here, right now. Woo! High five. Three and four. Sorry? No, oh, he said it was three and four, and then he oh, said okay. seven.
Unfortunately, the audio quality was terrible, but they uh, overlaid in there the um, <coughs> holiday sequence. So there's a whole bunch of presents and Santa hats and all kinds of other things in every scene. And to be honest with you, it's a little silly uh, because there's nothing said about it. So it's, it's all just holiday themed, but there's really nothing happening that's holiday-ish, sort of, kind of. It's just kind of weird. Anyway, that's the way that goes. So next, I'm going to head over and I'm going to ride on the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean because that's my next fast pass. I happen to schedule them up in a way that they were close together. Um, I'm going to look to two, two to see if there's any other fast passes I can get since now I would have used two. So let's see if there's anything else I can pick up. Okay, next up on my list is to do the Pirates of the Caribbean. So here we go. Plus check, easy peasy. That actually was pretty nice and made it easy to get in. So now I'll go on into the attraction. The reason I picked Fast Pass Plus for this one is one specific reason. I wanted to see the pirates playing chess, and you can't see it in the standby line. So you have to have the Fast Pass Plus in order to see the uh, pirates playing chess. So I did it. I figured, what the heck? That way I get to see it because I don't usually get to. It's wild being in here with nobody in here because it's like in the Fast Pass Plus line, there's nobody in line. So it's like, it's kind of, to, it's almost like it's to myself right now. It's crazy. Okay, here's the Pirates playing chess. I love the Pirates playing chess. Yeah, there you go.
So I still can't decide if I like the Pirates of the Caribbean the way it is now, or if I liked it better the way it was, or exactly how I feel about the Pirates. Um, it's funny because I remember when it was still the way it was before the movie came out, it was like the greatest ride. It was just so much fun because you were singing the song the whole time and it was just told the story of pirates in a fun way. And then the movie came out and they revised it to think about it a little differently because now it's there's a movie. And so it's a movie based on a ride based on a movie. Wait, wait, it's a ride based on a movie based on a ride. That's what it is. And it's just kind of strange that it comes together like that because it's not quite the same. I like it. I think if I hadn't seen the original, I might like it a lot. But because I saw and was familiar with the original and really liked the original, it kind of took away from it for me. It's just not as not quite as clever as it might otherwise be. So that's just my take on it. I'm not sure if it's good or bad. It's just um, it's just something I'm not that I'm not in love with. I like it a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's it's still a great attraction. It's just I'm not in love with it in the same way. I loved it the way it was. And I like this one, and I want to I want to love it, but I just can't quite. But they did enhance the special effects, so you can't really fight too much about that. I mean, the the um, different pirates that are in the uh, the waterfall there as you first go in, and the smoky waterfall, that's pretty cool. And the mermaid swimming in the pool next to you, you know, kind of cool stuff. You know, and there really was no history to the Pirates of the Caribbean, as I'll talk about in a future podcast, so it's hard to really get, uh, you know, feel too bad about it. You know, because it didn't take away from a story that actually was a story. It was just sort of a meandering story about pirates and so forth. So, anyway, that was just uh, an observation, just something that I was thinking about as I was riding through the attraction. So as I crossed Main Street in the evening and I thought about um, the show that was coming out, there was going to be a, a Frozen show that they were going to be showing shortly. And I was thinking about that as I was looking around at the crowd that was watching the stage and I'm thinking, wow, Disney has really taken advantage of Frozen and I think it's tremendous that they have. But it's incredible how, you know, you've now you've got these crowds that are doing different things because they want to see the Frozen show and they want to do this and they want to be involved in that and they want to, they want to take part in it. And as I look at the, um, the idea of expanding the hub, I'm walking by and I'm looking at, at the way they're, they're bringing the hub out and they're bringing two rings around the hub. So instead of being a single ring that goes around the central, central part of the, um, the area in front of the castle, there'll actually be two rings. People want that. You know, you're, you're taking people when they want to see a parade. They'll sit out, if they really want to see the parade, they'll sit out there for two hours and stake out their space to make sure that they get to see the parade. So instead, you're giving them the option to have a Fast Pass Plus to be able to have a reserved viewing spot to be able to see the parade. And in that case, they can show up 10 minutes for the parade, and that gives them two hours and 50 minutes that they could be, or an hour and 50 minutes that they could be doing something else, like, for, say, spending money in some way, um, whether it's on food or uh, some other um, uh, souvenirs or something you can actually have people be spending money. And that's, you know, that's a very positive thing from Disney's bottom line perspective. Plus, I think it enhances the guest experience because now they don't have to sit there for two hours and wait for the parade. So I think that's positive. My question is, on the double ring on the hub, how are they going to do it? I guess, I guess the, the, the parade will go through the middle part of it, so you can have people on the inside and the outside that are watching. And I guess there'll be certain sections where you'll have um, Fast Pass Plus, and the rest of it will be um, you know, standby. You can just walk up and, and stand there. You know, that's great. I, I think it's good. I just I, it takes away from what the Magic Kingdom is in terms of the the hub and how it all works. And having more par- space for parades, it, it's good in a way, but it also it's that it's that double-edged sword. It's also kind of bad because you're changing the way it works, the way it all kind of fits together. So it's just kind of odd. But I get it and I understand it because people want to be there and be doing stuff. 
something I'm absolutely amazed about is how many people are using their smartphones to um, to check their times and their fast passes and to be doing stuff. And you know, it's just amazing how many smartphones there are and how many people have them. And then the uh, the lines for the kiosk for the Fast Pass Plus are pretty amazing too. There's always they're always like ten deep, and it's just incredible to me how many Fast Passes they're using and how Disney has developed this technology to uh, to do something that I don't think they ever anticipated growing quite like this. I mean, I think they hoped it would, but I don't think they ever anticipated it. So it's an amazing thing just how it's really grown and everybody's using the technology. Every time you look around, somebody's using um, an app to go through and look at uh, My Magic or you know some other app that they may enjoy. Hopefully they're using my app to find hidden Mickeys or press pennies or something, but hey, if they're not, that's okay too. But it's amazing how many smartphones you see and people using them. All right, so I took a chance and uh, stood in line to see the uh, Monsters, Inc. laugh floor, and it was great, as always. And now I've got a fast pass for um, Buzz Lightyear, so I'm going to go ahead and do that because it's one that I always try to get the high score on. Ever since my friend managed to get the highest score possible and I didn't, I'm still frustrated about that, and I'm still trying to get it. So I'm going to try again. Okay, so not quite a high score. I got 636,000 which I believe is a personal best, so I'm not complaining too much about it, but it would have been nice to actually get a high score and get to 999-999. Uh, but, you know, it's a, there's a trick to it. It's how you hit, it's where you hit them and what you hit and how you get into them in the, at the right time and whatever, so you just have to hit the right ones at the right angle and then you're good. If you can do that, you're fine. Still loading? Why not go to the Carousel of Progress, an original Walt Disney attraction, and one of my personal favorites just because he had a hand in it. Disney's Carousel of Progress. We hope you've enjoyed this tribute to the 1964 Carousel of Progress from the New York World's Fair. Please gather all of your personal belongings and exit through the doors located at the back of the theater. Have a great day, beautiful day. So the Carousel of Progress is just one of those amazing attractions. It's, you know, it's low technology, but yet it's high power in some of the things that it does and some of the way it works. It's just incredible in the way that they brought it together and they made some low technology things to make the uh, actual seats rotate around the theater. And then they made some rotating pieces inside to actually kind of put it together. It's really very, very cool. Um, it's one of those things you just kind of, when you realize it, how amazing it is, you stop and think about it. Now, something, a little story I'll tell you. I'll have to tell you the full story about the 1964 World's Fair with the Carousel of Progress at some point in a podcast. But for the moment, I just want to tell you one quick story about when I was a cast member. And I used to, um, well, let's just say I used to wander a little bit. When I was off work or when I was uh, on a break, I would wander a little bit away from my duty station and go check out some different things. And one of the places I used to like to go was behind the Carousel of Progress. This was back when the day, in the days when it still had the blue and white stripes on the outside, the original blue and white stripes. And there was a certain beauty and elegance in the way that it moved and the stripes changed shape as it, as it twirled around. And I used to like to watch it from the outside as it was moving. Um, it was kind of a solitary thing. I'd be standing kind of away from it, and I'd watch it move. 
And something I noticed one day was down on the deck plates uh, on the backside where the guests don't usually go, is that all the deck plates were numbered. Now, of course, they were numbered because the um, thing was created to go to uh, to go from Disneyland out to the World's Fair, and then from the World's Fair back to Disneyland, and then from Disneyland to Disney World. So they needed to know how to assemble it. So someone had written on it in a pencil or a pen or a marker or something so that it had all these marks to say where everything went and how it fit together. So those were the original marks, and that just fascinated me, and it made it that much more real. Like I said, Walt Disney touched this. He probably didn't write on there, but one of the Imagineers certainly did, and uh, marked up where they all fit, how everything fit together. And that was just an incredible thing, and that just brought the history even more richly to life, in my opinion. Welcome aboard the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. You're quiet and carefree, highway in the sky. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your Grand Circle Tour of Tomorrowland. Along the way, you can preview many of the exciting places you want to be sure to enjoy today while visiting this land of tomorrow. Well, as luck would have it, being a party of one played to my advantage. There was a Seven Dwarfs Mine Train uh, Fast Pass Plus that was available, so I took it. So I'm going to ride on the, uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Cool. This is one that I haven't been on before, and it really looks like fun and exciting. Now, something for me to keep in mind, I need to just kind of relax a little bit, because I am not a roller coaster person, but yet I feel the need to try it out just because. So I will. So if you've ever been on Goofy's Barnstorm or The Great Goofini, it's kind of sort of like that, but with a little more motion, you know, in terms of length and overall sort of speed and so forth. It's kind of like that. Um, it's, the only thing that's different is that three-dimensional motion because the, the actual cars kind of swing back and forth. It's, it's really kind of clever in terms of roller coasters. Okay, so the good, it's pretty exciting. Uh, it's got a little bit of a thrill factor to it, and it's, you know, it's fun. The bad, <laughs> roller coaster-wise, I'm just not into it. There's a little too much swaying and a little too much movement for me. Even though it's a slow-moving roller coaster-ish, I think they call it a pink knuckle type deal. Uh, it's still just a little fast for me. I don't know. It's uh, it just bothers me a little bit. Eh, my tummy tummy was a little queasy with it. Um, also, it's a little short. You know, it's it's kind of like you know the build-up for Peter Pan's ride. You get on the ride and you know you wait in line for a half hour or whatever, and it's like a six-minute ride. This is the same kind of a thing. It's a couple of quick turns and dips, and you go over some stuff, and then suddenly you're in the, the um, dwarf's mine. Then you come back out, and you do a little bit, and then you're, you're at the uh, end. So, you know, maybe not the greatest ride. A little disappointing, perhaps, but because for me it's a little more action than I generally like, it was, like, perfect, you know, in that sense. It was kind of the perfect mix of everything. So, nice little ride. Um, fun. The cars sway back and forth, and it's a little... It's got some three-dimensional stuff going on there because instead of just the regular curve around the uh, going around the curve like a like a normal so instead of going around a curve like a normal roller coaster you actually your car actually swivels a little bit as it rolls around so it's a little um, interesting because it's got a little more three-dimensional motion to it it just makes it a little bit different than 
the kinds of attractions you might be used to when you think about a, a pink knuckle roller coaster. This is just a little notch up from that. But it was fun. I mean, it was, it was worth doing. Glad I, glad I did it once. Um, glad I tried it. And now I can say I did it. So on my way out this evening, I uh, took the backstage route that they've opened up to go behind Main Street uh, on, the, um, on the side of the uh, Main Street where the Starbucks is. You can go out behind from Tomorrowland and go out to the end of Main Street so you don't have to fight the crowd to go up to Main Street. It's pretty cool to me that they've done that. And man, I spent a lot of time behind Main Street on that side. Um, the Emporium's on the other side of the street, of course, so I spent more time on the other side, but I certainly spent some time on that side. So it was like a little trip down memory lane for me to be able to walk along and see all the things that I saw there. I'm like, wow, this is just like I remember it. You know, so many things, and you can see the back, the, some of the signage and stuff. Then they've done a nice job of like putting up some landscapes and barriers so you don't really see it per se, but you do. I mean, you see it, and it's just a little different. But it's neat to see, and uh, it was neat to kind of experience again. It's been a long time since I've been on the backside there. I mean, I was a cast member more than 20 years ago, so kind of neat to see it again, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I remember that, oh, I remember that. It's just amazing how that works, isn't it? So pretty cool that I was able to do that and uh, take that little trip back there. You know, something that uh, you don't get to do often, but you do sometimes when there's a uh, larger crowd. All right, and as we la leave the Magic Kingdom, I leave you with my thoughts about uh, the My Magic experience and using the, uh, the FastPass Plus and the wristband. The wristband is still annoying me. Uh, that's the way it goes. I'm not really a fan of the wristband, but I could use the card and I think I'd be okay with that. Uh, the FastPass Plus overall thought it worked pretty well. It worked better than having to go over and put a card in a machine and get back a piece of paper than then you have to hold on to so you don't lose. A little bit faster and more efficient that way. I think over time it'll get a little better in terms of the way it works. A little bit um, hard to work with in some ways in, the, in terms of actually booking your FastPass selections. And the fact that you can only book three per day and you have to uh, be limited to one park. A little bit limiting in that sense, but overall not so bad. If you pick and choose the right attractions and you book them far enough in advance, you're doing okay. Uh, it's really just a question of can you book them far enough in advance to be able to get them. If you're a single rider like I was, you can get away with a lot. If you're not... If you're not and you're uh, uh, working with um, a large party... You may have trouble getting them if you don't book them 180 days out. So that's something to consider as you think about the, uh, the FastPass system. Now, overall, I was kind of a fan. I kind of li liked it. I didn't think I would, but I kind of did. So I'm kind of happy with the system. I think it still needs some work. But, uh, you know, after kind of playing with it for a little bit on my own, I actually wasn't, uh, wasn't too far off from my expectations. It kind of beats some of the things that they were doing before and makes them better. Yeah, it makes some things better, certainly. Not everything is perfect, and uh, certainly not everything works the way you'd expect it to. But it's really not bad. It actually uh, kind of came together for me. Um, again, if it was, you know, like the family coming and not just me, might have worked a little differently. I might have had a different impression of it. But it's certainly better than it was the last time I came. That's for sure. That's one thing I can tell you for sure. So overall, I think it's pretty good. I think it still, uh, still needs a little work, but um, I'm pretty happy with the way it worked out. Uh, I was there for, I was there for, <clears throat> I was in the park for part of the day, and I got to ride, I don't know what, six or seven different attractions. So I was pretty happy with it. I didn't want any roller coasters, but I got lucky enough to get one. And otherwise, everything was pretty cool. So, 
got to do a lot in a short amount of time without having to wait a whole lot. So I guess I really have no reason to complain. Well, that's my podcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. Now, please exit the moving podcast. The walkway is moving at the same speed as your podcast. Kindly take small children by the hand and watch your head and step. If you have questions, thoughts, or would just like to ask Dave a question, please send an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com. You can always find Dave's Disney View on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Show notes for this podcast can be found on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. Original music you hear in this podcast is courtesy of Sound A Music. You'll find a link to the latest Disney-related autism awareness event on the show notes page. We also encourage you to check out Dave's iPhone apps. There are a couple of Disney-related apps, including a Hidden Mickey's app and a pin trading app. 